So we are recording. And I think if we do it right there. What do you reckon? Like, what is that? Five inches, six inches? I usually say a fist. Fist, perfect. Fist me for Christmas. (laughs) Oh, it's fist me. Fist me. There we go. All right. One, two, three. All right, all right, quiet and down now. Live from the Britain Yankee Pub Studios. Another Britain Yankee Craft Beer Pubcast. I can hear the pints being pulled right now. Take it away, lad. You are paying for that beer, aren't you? Pump up the bitter. Pump up the bitter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another edition of the Britain Yankee Craft Beer Podcast. My name is Phil Clark. I'm the Brit. And I'm very pleased to say that with me as the Yankee is my good jump. Oh, hello. I hear a siren. Yeah, emergency. <laughs> They're coming for you. It's Ken McMullen, folks. Hooty who. <laughs> Hi, Ken. Buenos dias, Phil. Thank you very much. <laughs> dias, Mr. Ken. How the hell are you? Excellent. Um, How are you doing, Phil? I'm very glad that you'll be able to come with me on this one because we are... You picking uh, me up out there in the middle well, of the country. You know, when you're drunk, you fall over. That's it, you know. So. Oh, there's another one coming now. Oh, man. We'll explain exactly where we are and why it's this loud. You can hear it coming through. Here we go. Yeah, you know, we do have a, uh, an Oh, you keep quiet until I introduce oh, you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was our guest who was jumping in unannounced. And, Sorry. of course, we have to announce him very shortly. But we'll bring him on in just a second because I want to say exactly where we are. We've come out on the road and we're a little bit... Away from the Britain Yankee Pub in West Chicago, we're about, uh, I don't know, an hour and a half, maybe two hours south of there. We are around the corner of Water Street and McMullen Drive. How appropriate, Ken, very for nice. you to come yeah, to McMullen Drive. There. Okay, very good. Um, so I guess we should explain where we are. We are in Kankakee, Illinois, and we're in a very nice building that is... A, I can only describe it as a, a nano brewery, a micro pub. I'm not certain how he wants to describe it, but with us is co-founder, owner, co-owner, and head brewer of the wonderful Knack Brewing Company, Mr. Matt Streisick. Yeah, hello. hello, Matt. How are Hi. you? Good. How about yourself? Thanks oh, good. For now you can talk. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I'm at home. <laughs> <laughs> and you say you're at home. It is your lovely wife, Emily, yeah. who uh, you and Emily came to a guild meeting once, and I met you there, and it sounded really interesting that you have a brewery down in Kankakee. We've never been to Kankakee. Have, have we been to Kankakee? No, we haven't. We've been to Wilmington. That's just a Burbank for a guild meeting, but I don't, oh, no. I don't think we podcasted here. No, we didn't podcast here. So Knack Brewing is relatively new, and I guess I should let you describe exactly what you would call this building because I think it's like it's almost like a, a downstate Illinois corner pub. Sure, but. It's, it's opened up a little. It's not quite as dark. <laughs> yeah, it's very bright. We have a lot of uh, colors. I'm looking at yellow, green, blue, red. But yeah, we're a very small. I think this whole building for seating is under 1,000 square feet. And you know, obviously, we have to have a bar and bathrooms and whatnot. So it's probably less than that actual usable space. But yeah, we're Knack Brewing. We are a 
tiny little nano brewery that has been kind of chugging along for the past year and three quarters. And uh, we focus on mostly traditional styles. Occasionally, I'll put a food in a beer, but it's not my favorite. I just do it for the and, for the audience. And your lovely wife, Emily, was yes. going to be here today, but she had to go and look after the kids. Right? Yeah, so we have like two that. kids that she had to go get from the store. Or not from the store. From <laughs> daycare. Yeah, we purchased them just today. <laughs> yeah, <that's> like, <laughs> you can get anything at the store nowadays. Yeah, rent a kid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fine. babysit your kids. You just drop them off at the store. There you go. That would be awesome. <laughs> Imagine Costco would have something like that. Well, I always see when I see a kid actually in the, the carts, I say, oh, how much do you pay for that one? <laughs> oh, they go. Oh, 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 I said, we yeah. pay too much. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, so back to the brewery. So yeah. Knack Brewing has been open for a very uh, short period of time. We're in a building on a corner, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing for you know this particular building. But tell us a little bit about how you came to get this building. We'll talk about your background in yeah. a bit. But. Sure. Uh, you know, this is, it, this is the first building we looked at when we were looking at starting this business. And we came in and we were like, this place is not ideal. It's too small. The basement has like four or five foot ceilings. We're not going to be able to fit everything in here. So no, pass. Let's go on to the next one. And we looked at about eight to ten more buildings that were way better suited but the the price just wasn't you know in our in our wheelhouse, and our our landlord here at this this particular building that we ended up going with is amazing, so we just figured you know this is a great place to start. I think we had kind of lofty goals, yeah, you know, I think we wanted to start with like a seven barrel brew house and you know a proper micro brewery quote unquote, mm-hmm. but then we figured you know if we start small, we can finance it ourselves and not have the overhead and you know investors and keep creative control and all that fun stuff. So would you describe yourself as a nano brewery? Yeah, I'd say so. Is there, is there a difference to the number of barrels? Yeah, I think it's something? under 5 is nano and okay. we're 2. Oh, two two barrel the system, not how much you Correct. produce. So how yeah. how much do you produce in a year? How many barrels do you um, produce? I want to say this year we're on track for a little over 150. Okay, and last year you were less? Yeah, so we actually opened in uh, April. Oh, was that last year or a full year? Last year might have been a full year. I don't remember. You don't remember? No, I don't think it was. So we actually started in April of 22. So we only had, you know, three quarters of a year of production. What date in April? The 23rd. Oh, okay. I was going to say, my daughter's birthday is in April. It would be, oh, oh, I remember that date. Yeah, come on down. <laughs> it's, it's a big – our anniversary is typically a, a giant party, so it's, That's cool. it's very fun. Yes, and you are, as I say, in the, on a corner in – I mm-hmm. would say this is the heart of Kankakee because you are directly across from the river. In fact, you've got a little patio out there that you can yeah. see the bridge and, and the river, right? You can, yep. We're kind of on a, in a lonely intersection. This is actually a very busy corner. I think it's a truck route. In fact, we have a bridge over there, the, uh, the CN bridge, you know, the train, uh, train tracks over it. And I've seen several semis try to get under there that can't, and, and they get stuck. So oh. I think they're supposed to just continue going south here instead of going east. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, this, this corner is, is very busy. I know you guys heard the ambulances early on. There is yeah. a, a fire department. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very busy, and we're the only business, uh, at least, you know, kind of a customer, a consumer business in this particular area. We're, we're just off of the downtown stretch. We're about two blocks away from downtown. Mm-hmm. So what sort of clientele do you get here? Um, I guess you'd say the age range is, you know, you can kind of get in the weeds about who's drinking beer at what age anymore. I want to say we're probably in the late 20, early 30s to hmm. 
shoot, I think our oldest is probably in his mid seventies, his and hers. So it's it's kind of a fair mix. I'd say it's kind of a hipster spot, but you know, maybe maybe not that far. You know, we don't discriminate. It's I was gonna say that lets <laughs> let, lets me out. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Hey, you are wearing an F1 shirt, so... I, don't know. I, I am. Thank you very much. Yes, uh, the uh, Formula One in uh, Las Vegas. Didn't actually see it, but I was there when it was going on, you know, so... Yeah. Anyway, Ken, we had a uh, calibration beer whilst I was setting everything up here, and that was their Kolsch, which I think is five, 5.2? What is it, Matt? 5.2. Yeah, 5.2. Yes, 5.2. Okay, which for a Kolsch, I think is... High. It's a little on the higher side. But I will say I really enjoyed the coach. Thank you. Cam, what did you think of it? Well, it's called the Thriller. <laughs> yeah, can I talk about the name? Oh, yes, please. please. Yes. We like names. <laughs> so it's called Hello, Thriller. Hello, welcome to another edition of Name Stories. Yeah, here's Beer Name, name Stories, stories featuring yeah. me, Matt, from Knack. Yeah. Uh, so Thriller, um, so Kankakee, it has also been called K3. There's three K's in it. Unfortunately, there's another organization that's got three K's in it. We won't talk about them. But people call, because it's K3, people would call it K-Thrilla. So it's kind of a term of endearment. We call it Thrilla. It's our flagship. Mm-hmm. It's the cheapest beer on the menu. It's always going to be the cheapest beer on the menu. And it's we, we say it's dedicated to the hardworking men and women of, of Kankakee and Kankakee County. Starts with a K. Yeah. Start, yeah, Kankakee County, right. Yeah. And Kolsch. Yeah, Coach does start with a K. Oh, yeah, that does. I really it put that together. Free. Oh, you got, got four Ks. Oh, wow. There you go. You can call it go. 4K. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why it's called Thrilla. Oh, Thrilla's um, good. It is our flagship. Yeah. It's pretty much single malt, single hop. Mm-hmm. Hollertown, Middlefrew, and Pils, German Pils malt with some acid to balance and some mela, melanoidin, just for a little bit of bodybuilding. Definitely. It was a very nice light. It, it didn't drink like 5.2. I mean, I oh, must really? admit, but... It, it drunk light, slightly unfiltered, mm-hmm. which is which is perfectly fine as far as I'm concerned. You, Ken, you, you do a Kolsch, right? Yep. And uh, it's one of our top, I don't know, top three, sellers. Three beers. Yeah, yeah it's amazing, isn't it? How, you know, if you tell people a Kolsch, they go, a what? You know, but then when they drink it, they love it. Mm-hmm. You know? So, well, so that was our calibration beer. And, mm-hmm. of course, as you know, we always like to sample through your beers. Tell us about, this is the Hellas Lager, Yeah, right? so this is our Honey Biscuit Lager. Um, it's... That and Thrilla are our top sellers. Um, it's served on Lucre. It's pretty much the same malt bill as our Kolsch. 3470 is the yeast, and we're using Spalt Select as the only hop in it. I don't know that I know that one. It's, it's a fun little German hop. I actually had oh. a – here's an anecdote. I went to Notch, Notch Brewing out in Salem, Mass. a handful of years ago. Totally expected to go to New England to drink New England IPAs. We went to Notch Day One, and then I shifted my focus from New England IPAs to lager. Mm-hmm. Um, I had their export Hellas, and it was next level good. I messaged them saying I need to know how I can make this on a homebrew level. They definitely did not respond. <laughs> um, I think they like they at least do one decoction, which I was not doing as a homebrewer, and you know it's more complicated than that. But uh, I found on their website what hops and malt they used. So I just kind of stole the hop and uh, kind of went from there. It's not as good as theirs by any means, but, uh, you know, I'm trying. Ken? I think it's delicious. Lucre is a type of faucet that causes the beer to foam a lot, knocks yeah. the CO2 out. And it a lot it of really Czech lagers on it, right? Yeah. It yeah. makes it really yeah. smooth drinking. Yeah. This one, obviously, after the Kolsch, it was a great 
contrast because you do get a completely different flavor. Yeah. I was looking for a little more sweetness at the end, and that's only because one of my favorite ones is Heavenly Hellas from sure. Church, and they have a lot, quite a bit of sweetness in it, I think. I kind of like this because I'm not getting sweetness, but I'm still getting that lovely dry finish to mm-hmm. it, which means de- then you have to come back for another slurp. Yeah. <laughs> Church Street's decocting, aren't they? Church oh, Street is decocting, right. Yeah. So if you don't decoct, then you're going to get a slightly different beer. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So I, I step mash this. Um, <laughs> usually start mashing at 133, bring it up to like 146, and then we mash off at like 158, and then 90-minute boil. But yeah, I love a little mm. bit more grapiness. Hellas has that weird grapey thing, like a really good Hellas. And I'm not getting much of that in this one. We're Grape? trying to... Yeah, I don't know what really? it is. It's, it's like a yeast thing. Hmm. I don't know that I've ever thought of that in relation to Hellas, but that's interesting. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and I think there's such a range that you can have in the Hellas lagers, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's obviously, but... There's a range in everything. There's a yeah. range in everything, yeah. <laughs> if you're going to enter it in a contest and fit it in the, what the rules say, but otherwise... Yeah, otherwise you can throw lactose and cherries in it if you yeah, want to. Yeah, we make the rules. Oh, Still a Hellas, I guess. Cherry Hellas. Yeah. That sounds like a porn star. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> hey, I'm Cherry Hellas, baby. Not oh. that we know anything about that. No, not at all, no. As we sit here on a Monday, you are closed, right? We are. Your, your hours, you open on Wednesdays, is it? Thursdays. We, Thursdays. we actually, okay. we're open on Mondays during the summer. Mm-hmm. We might... Also, you know, the beauty of being a small business owner is we mm. can do whatever the hell we want. Yeah. So Good for you. We might open again Mondays, uh, you know, in the start of the new year. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We just didn't we, see it. We've been talking about cutting our hours back, too. And it, really? And it, the weird thing is we have people knocking at the door and walking in if it's open, mm-hmm. like 1 or 2 o'clock during the week now. So we may actually expand hours. Really? I don't know. That's they're it's all, hard to they're all retirees. Not open. They're all yeah, retirees. you're right. And you know, any money is money. But if you're paying a staff member, you really just got it. You know, even if you're making forty bucks after paying the staff, it's yeah. still money. Yeah. And also, I think from a consumer perspective, I like it when a place is open and I can go in there and have a beer if I want to on a Monday. Sure. You know, I know a lot of people don't tend to drink on Mondays and Tuesdays, and they ramp up for the weekend, you know. But I like a consistent beer throughout the week. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think it's based on the demographic in the area mm-hmm. and, you know, the, um, I guess, the tourism aspect of it. Because, you know, when I'm on vacation, I'm definitely going to be drinking lunch beers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, me and the wife, you know, we're not doing much during the week except for I brew. Um, we had like a random Mon- or Wednesday that we were just like, oh, let's go to a brewery somewhere. Almost nobody's open, um, right. and especially during the hours that we, you know, had. I think we had to be back down here by three. Mm-hmm. Um, we ended up finding one place. We were the only ones in there for about an hour. Mm. Um, so it's it's weird. It's really that finding that balance is is difficult. Um, because yeah, I mean, I, I I love a lunch beer, especially on vacation. But I don't know, Kankakee's not really a tourism hotspot, though. Right. We're primed for uh, revitalization, and tourism is is on the agenda. Oh, that's um, good. We could talk about that if you want to, but we don't yeah. have to. Tell us about it. Tell us about <laughs> yeah, Kankakee Tourism. Sure. Are you on the tourism board? <laughs> yeah, you know, we're actually we have a close relationship with the tourism board. In fact, we got a, a grant from the, the Visit Kankakee Tourism Board to do our patio. Mm-hmm. But there's all sorts of stuff. There's a, a river walk that's going to be kind of kitty corner. Unfortunately, it's on the other side of the dam. It's damn. a boat launch. I know, damn. <laughs> 
It's going to have a boat launch, which would be great. Oh. You know, just boat over here because we do have a boat slip at the end of the, the parking lot uh, here. Who pays the ferry man? I know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there, there's uh, all sorts of uh, tourism things that are happening, and we're just trying to show that we do have a lot going on here. The river is, is a huge resource that is, frankly, incredibly underutilized. Mm-hmm. Um, there is one, maybe two eating slash drinking establishments on the river. Everything else is residential. Mm-hmm. We like to say that we're river adjacent, so we are among the minority there that we have some sort of river, you know utilization um we're going to finish up our hellas here and take a quick quick break and i also need to ask you in the next segment why james may is looking at me from a picture on the wall i was hoping that you would see being an f1 fan (laughs) and having you know i'm not an f1 fan (laughs) okay okay i'll tell you f1 to me is the help button on a computer key because we'll come back in just a second cheers oh let's do a nice clank Clank. because we've got mugs Nice. Oh, yeah. All right, we're back. And uh, several questions were left over from the last segment. So let's go with the one I last asked, and that was, why the hell is James May on your wall? Now, for people who don't know who James May is, he is... Oh, hang on. Ken raised his hand. You no, I, I'm, I'm one of them. Who, you don't who know who is James okay. May is? He is, in my humble opinion, the best of the three presenters from the BBC Top Gear and now the Grand Tour RIP. I just heard that they're... they're yeah, that was on Amazon. Yeah, it's very good. It's a car show, but one of my friends asked me, who my favorite celebrity was, just no context. So I told him, and then he said, okay, thanks. I said, uh, all right, what was the point of that? And he photoshopped James May with some of our beer, printed them, framed them, and then gave them to me for our uh, one-year anniversary party. <laughs> um, that's cool. And that's really excellent. And James May actually owns, I think it's one, at least two pubs over oh, really? in the U.K., and he, if you go out on the internet, there's a couple of, uh, doc, I guess, documentaries, whatever, short documentaries about how he opened it. Really? And nobody does. So check that out, will you? And for, for Ken's benefit, Top Gear is a, a car program that I've been running in England for the longest time. The BBC have just put a hold on it because yeah, one of the presenters got hurt in a crash and he happened to be uh, an ex-professional cricketer, uh, or he may even still be a cricketer, I don't know. But he got injured relatively badly. He's not dead or anything like that, not maimed. So they put it on hold, and I bet it probably will never come back. And there's, a, there's a long history to why Top Gear went off the, went off the uh, uh, yeah. air, Rick most Clarkson. of it involving one of the presenters called Jeremy... Clarkson. Thanks, hey. Clarkson. Yeah, how about that? He actually <laughs> has a beer company called Hawkstone. Oh, he does. Yeah. He also has a farm. Yeah, diddly squat. And uh, he apparently slugged somebody on the production crew. He also and... slugged Piers Morgan, apparently. Oh, well, that, that's good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? well, we like that. That's yeah. a good thing to do. Um, you don't know who Piers Morgan is, do yes, you? Yes, I do. <laughs> oh, you do. Good man. <laughs> All right. Okay. So that's why James May is up on the wall, which mm-hmm. I think is a really good... That guy does good Photoshopping up there. I like that. Yeah. That, uh, the one with him drinking the pint is, is pretty impressive. Fantastic. So anyway, back to where we are now, which is 
second sample of your beers. Yeah. And we have been presented from your second Luca tap yes. with a dark lager. So yeah. tell us about this. Uh, this is Remy. It's named after uh, my youngest daughter. I have one for my oldest daughter as well, but it's just not on right now. But this is a, I guess you could call it a Schwartz beer. It is specifically, I believe this one's Tetanang hopped. I don't even remember. Honestly, I, I should have looked at the recipes before you guys came. I knew you were going to ask me questions about this stuff. <laughs> there um, will be a I test that. afterwards. Yeah, I right? do that all the time. I'm like, <laughs> so, Cam, what do you think of it? Uh, I love that it's creamy. It, it has a nice roast character to it. It's not bitter by any means. It's very enjoyable. A very nice, smooth, dark lager. And I would I would say, having tasted this, that... You're completely correct on it being more of a Schwartz beer. Mm-hmm. Or is it Schwartz beer? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. Made a Schwartz beer with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, as I look at it, it's a little lighter in color, mm-hmm. I think. But flavor-wise, quite delicious. Thank Very you. roasty to it, but then light-bodied because it's a lager. Yeah, 5-1, I think, is what it's at. This is a perfect a perfect lager for the winter months. I agree. I always like, I always like Schwartz beers and, <clears throat> you know, Crossritzer, Crossritzer, I think is one of the classics, and you can pick that up pretty much at any of the the Woodman stores in the Cargoland area. Do you have a Woodman store down there? Mm-mm. No, we're okay. in Kankakee, man. We oh, just got sorry. a Chick Fil A this year. I mean, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going back a little bit because you have mentioned about having a very small brewery area. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about what your specs are mm-hmm. on your brewery and and where it is. <laughs> yeah, so it used to be right in the the east of the building along the windows in like a 10 by 16 foot area. Um, the floor was just like a, sheet, a vinyl sheet that I bought from Menards and installed myself. And there's a singular drain in the center. Uh, we had to self-level the floor. It was a big pain in the ass. Um, so every time there was a spill, it was a basically... You know, like that's the Titanic sunk or something. It was the worst thing that could possibly happen. We have since taken over the building, the small efficiency apartment that's just to the west of the building. Totally did it up. It's actually made of flagstone. It's really interesting. We were talking about the age of the building, and we're not sure, but it's old as hell. But now we have a proper trench train. We have sloped floors. It's concrete. We've got a two-barrel system with a Herms coil so I can do the step mashes, which is kind of fun. And a very small cellar. We've got six barrels of cellar capacity. We're actually getting a, a two-barrel bright tank tomorrow. And that'll max out our chiller. So we really can't do much more unless we want to get a new chiller. But, you know, we'll see. Future. Future yeah. plans. And, and your chiller is the one where you're keeping the beer, right? Down in the basement. No. So the chill, the glycol chiller. Oh, so, the glycol yeah. chiller. Okay, sorry. No, but honestly, I mean that too. We've actually – we have a uh, – <laughs> me and a friend – Built a um, a cold room out of some sort of inherited refrigerant panels, and we use a cool bot with a pretty big AC unit that's just kind of overridden. It rides, it rides, it runs constantly, so our electrical bill is horrendously high because we have an AC unit just running twenty four seven. But yeah, I think we've pretty much maxed that out too. We can't really fit many more kegs down there. So Ken, you and I went down there. Matt was giving us a tour. Describe how how we got down down I say down again to the to the area where he keeps. It. Well, first of all, we had to leave the tap room area and walk outside and mm-hmm. around the back of the building to go into the brewery. Sure did. 
That's where the brewery's at. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. it was right here, right? Yeah. yeah. You walk. You, so to get downstairs where the cell, where the, the yeah, cold room is. the basement with the limestone walls that if you yeah. touch it falls apart. Well, did you touch the wall? Because if you not. touch it, it'll crumble. Yeah. No, I didn't no. touch the wall. I, do, I, I, I did hang on to it a little bit because oh, you, you don't have a banister going down the handrail. No. Yeah. And, and there's a reason for that. But carry on, Ken. It's, uh, oh, well, that sounds like a, a British movie. Carry on, Ken. <laughs> carry on, Ken. <laughs> yes. Good look that up, folks. Yeah. Okay. You know anyway, oh. we walked down the stairs past the uh, hoist. Yeah, the hoist to get she the kegs down in the, the basement. kegs down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> literally the... The cooler is, the walk-in cooler is really a crawl-in cooler. Yeah, it's crawling. It's about the top of it is probably about chest height. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that. I mean, I'm telling you, dude. If any brewers that think you got it, you know, you have a challenge, you, dude. That's incredible. I can't believe you're doing this. The beers are excellent. And yeah. this is a cool tap room, but man, that's a bitch. Yeah, it's bad. You got to be a young guy to be brewing here. I know. And, 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 and yeah, going or a down. Young person. So, so going down into the basement on those, those rather rickety stairs. Old, I wasn't mm-hmm. going to say rickety. They're quite you sturdy, can. but they, they tend to slope forward a little bit, uh-huh. which I hate going downstairs unless there's a handrail. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I'm an old guy, but you don't have a handrail because. Otherwise, you couldn't get your barrels down, right? Well, they'd be fine. Actually, we had we had our occupancy sort of check recently, and the uh, the code enforcer was like, eh, "I might not. I might have to have you put a banister up, but because oh. it's just you, it might not be an issue. So whatever. Okay. So yeah, we should probably have one. The stairs are rickety. Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. Uh, I I am very afraid one day that I'm going to be getting a, a keg down there and I'm going to fall through the floor or the hoist will fail and it's going to smash my foot. I did spring for the composite toe. Uh, boots when i got my new ones so hopefully that helps yeah um, unless it falls on your head yeah i'll just start wearing a helmet <laughs> but yeah i mean it's oh to gosh. the point the, the walk-in i clean my lines myself because i'm too embarrassed to have and frankly i feel like the guy would come in and upcharge the hell out of me because it's just such an inconvenient and uncomfortable place to be so i just you know do it myself and my back hates me but it's fine yeah because you have to be crawling down there and in that I do area. have a, a rolling mechanics tool that I bought very early on. Oh, right. That okay. helps out. Oh, nice. so if you sit on that, you can roll around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> I tell you, folks, um, you know, some of the uh, the things that, you know, these, I, with all due respect, smaller no, breweries c- uh, do to produce beer is absolutely amazing. And it's really good beer. I mean, I'm real, I, so far, I've mean, enjoyed every single one of these. Thank you. So let's... Talk a little bit about Matt. Oh, boy. How did Matt get to want to do this? Yeah, my origin story. And also, part two of that, how the hell did you convince your wife? (laughs) Oh, boy. You know when I tried to convince her the first time I brought it up when she was pregnant with our second kid? um, And I had a really nice paying job. And I was like, I hate this job. I want to do this. I want to live in squalor. And uh, not work this job with full benefits. and You wanted to live in squalor, but you ended off. up yeah. in Kankakee. Yeah, and work my ass <laughs> oh, off. Oh, yeah, work your ass off. Yeah, you wanted to live in squalor, but you ended up in Kankakee. Yeah, right. Uh, squalor's down the road there, isn't it? Squalor, Illinois. That's anyway, right. So, yeah, probably. Um, so, okay. So what? So go back in history yeah. and take us through a timeline of, of Matt. Sure. So I actually, I grew up in Southern California, and I moved here my freshman year of high school. To Bourbon A. My parents actually grew up in Payless, so they went to Stag and they had family here, so we moved back here. They made a killing on the house and they wanted a bunch of land, which they never really did anything with. 
quite frankly. But yeah, so I I went on a I got into beer pretty early. I want to say when I was like 21, right? That's when you get into. And it wasn't like trashy beer. I was like going to buy Hop Slam six packs and you know Founders Breakfast Stout. Unfortunately. I would drink those six packs in like a night. So I had a little bit of a problem as most new, you know, legal drinkers do. Um, (laughs) But then I I actually went to Colorado a handful of years after that, probably in my early 20s. And we got, uh, we weaseled our way onto the New Belgium tour, which was, it's a great tour. I've actually done it like two or three times since then. But then we, uh, when we came back, we were like, well, shoot, Three Floyds is like an hour away. Why don't we go there? So we did, got on that tour. And then I was like, well, shoot. This seems like it's something I can do. So then I bought a homebrew kit in my early 20s, made some terrible beer. My first beer was a Pliny the Elder clone, and I was so naive oh, that I... Uh, very bold. Yeah, well, and the stupid thing is, is I, I bought some, some I don't know, like Rebel Brewer or, I don't know, more beer had a Pliny the Elder hop kit for sale. So I bought that, got it. I was like, yeah, all right, let's brew this beer. And for some reason, I didn't think that I needed any sort of malt or anything i just had the hops and i was like i'm gonna make beer with hops and where ge- where geographically are you now i'm in bourbon a bourbon a. so okay. still in bourbon a. we're just which is like a yep. town just north of here yep. same kankakee county so yeah i made some bad beer did that I've, I've been home brewing for like 12 years it really didn't start getting good until like the last four or five and then yeah convinced my my wife that we were going to do this i actually got a new job because I hated my corporate when I started working. So what, for, what was the corporate job? You don't have to name the name. Yeah, I did a B two B sales for a, a wireless company. Um, B two B. Yeah, oh. business to business. Okay. So it was kind of nice because my territory, my last territory, I had was Kankakee County up to like the Linwood area. So it was you know I can wake up at like eight and have a sales call at eight thirty in Bourbon A and not have a problem. I don't get up at eight. I get up earlier than that. I should probably specify. <laughs> but yeah, got another job at a small, small media company they had me for six months i guess i can sell wireless and tech but i can't sell advert advertising so they oh. let me go which was kind of a blessing because on a, i was at the time dedicating like a day one night per week to this place at that point i was able to dedicate pretty much every waking moment to this place so the build out we pretty much did ourselves with the exception of some of the structural stuff and yeah, the rest is pretty much history. We've just been doing this. This is our full-time gig. Like I said, living in squalor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like everybody's, I guess, dream that they want to work for mm-hmm. themselves. But I don't know if they dream about the, the endless hours that they have to put into it. Um, oh, yeah. No matter what you're doing, you know, it, it's constant to keep it going. So, mm-hmm. okay, so now when you opened up, what was the reaction in Kankakee? It was great. Honestly, our opening day was insane. It was just me and the wife working the tap room at the time, and we had some friends working as quote-unquote independent contractors, as bartenders. Yeah. And it got to the point where we had to hire people pretty early on. It got to the point where it was too busy, and then we were also like, man, it really sucks to work all week, and then working Friday, Saturday, bar, bar hours too. Yeah. So we have a great staff now of like five people. But yeah, it was awesome. And now, you know, once sort of the newness wore off, we've sort of pivoted and like, hey, we have to start having events and working with the, a lot of other local businesses we collaborate with. And that's been, it's been, it's been great. 
it's been fun. Yeah, and and that's when you get to today. And Ken, that sounds like what you're going through at the moment, <laughs> only in Yorkville at Fox Republic. Yeah, you know. I, there's something about the work though that you know once you got to get your head around it. But man, it's better than. It's better than working for somebody else. Oh, 100%. I, mean. <laughs> I think that's the benefit. I'm, you know, coming from a homebrewer background. I do. I did take a uh, brewing science course, but it was mostly just, you know, um, you know, school-based or what would you say, book-based? Yeah. You know, science and yeah. things. So I don't have a lot of the, the hands-on training. So with me, I do something new for the first time, and usually it gets all fucked up really and yeah. it, it creates a mess and that's what you got to do it's, yeah you, you you get comfortable and then you got to push yourself into uncomfortable unknown territory and just sure. do it yeah and then you grow i do the same thing There's, i still do things that i haven't done before and it scares the hell out of me yeah i've gotten to the point where i just i just do it because you got it i mean you have to yeah right <laughs> that's where growth comes from right yep and so I think what we need to do is explore another one of your beers in sure. the next section, and then let's figure out where things are going to go from here yeah. and what your favorite brews are. Yeah. How about that? All right, we'll be back in a second. Let's do another cheers. We've cheers. got these uh, fantastic dimple glasses, yeah. which I'm going to say cheers to. Nice. Tubing. <laughs> Beer number three that we've been put in front of us is in a different glass. Mm -hmm. It's in a nice looking. Well, what do you call it's like this a glass? Stemless wine glass. Yeah, it's oh. almost like it's like a tiku almost, but it doesn't have the flare at the top. It's like a fancy glass. Goblet. Yeah, fancy oh. glass. Let's just say fancy glass. It really, it looks <laughs> like a wine glass without yeah. a stem. I think they I, call it a harmony. It's a Rastel harmony glass. Oh, I say a harmony. Very nice. I like that. Centiliters. Yeah. So anyway, in this in this beer, in this fantastically rascally harmony glass, is a beer that is your Doppelbock, which yes. has a name of Extra Super. Yeah. Now, wait a minute. Isn't it Doppelbox that had to have Ater in it? Yeah, you know... For a long time, I was like, ah, what can I think of with Ader at the end of it? And I was just like, you know what? you It's a extra pretty... Extra Super Ader. Extra Super Ader would work. <laughs> okay. Just come to me for the beer names, all right? Really? For sure. <laughs> I, I had a, a pale ale duo called Doodad and Blip Blop at one point because I was just so... Fantastic. Un I love uninspired. It. <laughs> I love it. So. That's wonderful. <laughs> All right, so this is your Doppelbock. Um, yep. Now, you, you make this at this time of the year, I'm yep. assuming. Yeah, it's our second uh, batch. Describe the beer. The yeah, this one. one's 7.5, down from mm. 8.1 last year. If you're lucky, I'm so stupid I forgot it today, but I have a beer spike um, where you you know heat up the metal rod and throw it in here. It's great with that. I feel like I'm totally cheated, you guys, because it's at my house right now. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> um, I, I know what I want to delve into this. How, how do you heat the spike? What's it made of? I've got a little. Uh, I don't know. I bought it on Amazon. Th there is oh, a. Really? Um, by the way, there is a name for this. There is a name. There's a German name for it, which I'm going to have to look up whilst you guys are talking. Yeah, can so you? Carry okay. on. Yeah, I will. Yeah. But I, I use a, just like a butane torch. Um, oh, like a, like a chef. Like yeah, a, pretty yeah. much. I know a lot of people are doing like a, a wood burning fire outside and they'll do that. That seems a little weird to me because you got the ash and. 
It's like blackened and stuff. I, the whole thing freaks me out. I've never done it. I've never seen it done. Oh, really? I can just imagine the beer foaming out of the oh, glass. Oh, it does. Maybe the glass breaks occasionally. Like, well, the 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 really the real guys that do it will only do it in ceramic. Um, we've okay. done it in these, and we typically it's got to be like halfway before we'll do it. We assume it's food safe because you're heating it every time to yeah. like you know probably over two hundred plus. Anybody degrees. died? Oh. Food safe. Yeah, yeah, it's food safe. Okay, yeah. So what does it do okay. to the alcohol? I would think the alcohol would volatize. And- yeah, I think if you leave it in there for a while, probably, but you get that Maillard reaction, so you get like a more caramely. It's really yeah. nice. It, to my way of thinking, and, and art history brewing in Geneva, yeah. I have one of these sessions, and what it does is it basically foams up the head a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then it adds a certain amount of extra toffee extra caramel yeah. mm-hmm. because you're getting that caramelization on the outside of it and i did look it up on google okay. and I, that it's called beer stackeln okay and it's a tradition namely a historical background in the past beer was often too cold to drink to drink directly in the winter months oh, what a shame so you know if you have your beer that is coming out all the same temperature here and get out your hot rod and stick yeah. it in, baby. Hot rod. Especially something like this where it's high ABV and it's kind of caramely. Mm-hmm. Like I like this at, at a, like a 50 degrees. And I, I know that in back in the old days, in the days of yore, as they say, when the nights were around, yeah. the nights are getting longer. Mm, lovely. I like it long. <laughs> anyway, so you, they used to heat up their swords in the fires okay. in the pub and then stick it into the ale. And I think in those days they added spices, so that was your mulled ale, huh. which, mm. of course, in Germany is the mulled wine, or is that called Gertzwein or something oh, like that? Oh, glue, glue, glue wine. Glue wine, thank yeah. you. Yeah, glue wine. Bloody horrible. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my favorite. But, you know, that's that's kind of the uh, that's kind of the thing behind it. So where the hell – how did we get on this? Oh, yeah, because you, you, oh, you, you spike, stick yeah. it in here. Uh-huh. Beer spiking. Beer stacking. Yeah. Oh. So aside from that, Ken, what do you think of this beer? Oh, I love it. It's really got a lot of the – I hate to say caramel because it's not caramel really. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the Maillard reaction yeah. that he's talking about where I'm, you get this like – this almost. it's almost like a – Stone fruit or dried fruit. Oh yeah, I guess mm-hmm. like a date yeah, or a like prune, that. or probably I, I, more of a date than. A I'm fruit. definitely getting toffee. Yeah, toffee. Uh, so because I don't know if you like toffee in this, but it's not a sweet toffee. It's just like oh, I'm you know kind of getting that, and then you're right about yeah. the fruit and everything. Um, I, I'm impressed with the fact that it's not dark in color. It's a very nice golden amber i'd call yeah that. but but it's unfiltered right yeah i don't have a filter yeah, yeah. Um, all your beers are unfiltered right yeah i do fine here and there usually when i'm when when i spooned i don't fine um just because i don't want to let out the carbonation to open up the tank to to mm-hmm. um to fine and i've heard it it messes with head retention especially if i'm you know doing a step mash to keep all the mm-hmm. the head up there I've had issues with 3470, to be honest, recently. I've heard a lot of people... 3470, what's that? Yeah, it's the, the Weinstefan <laughs> oh, sort that, of flagship okay. Okay. yeast, the, yeast. the lager yeast. Okay. Actually, this one might be a blend of 3470 and S189, which is two lager strains from, I don't from Fermentus. Like, I don't like the idea of a lager strain having the word ass in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, S. Oh, S. S, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. The letter. Yeah. I would probably say He's A-S-S. got an accent. Did you know that? 
Oh, yeah. The Southern California. Yeah. Well, I've shed that. Okay. I've shed that. So speaking okay. of Southern California, Ken has a question. Okay. So now I've got two things, but I'll get back to the Doppelbach after. Where in Southern California? Uh, I was in Orange County. So Irvine. Uh, I don't think Irvine. I think Tustin, Orange, and Santa Ana were. We moved actually a lot. Um, not because we're I'm an army brat or anything. We just, I don't know why my parents moved me so much. And then they moved me here. And everyone's always like, why the hell are you here? Were you, you were living in Southern well, California. So what were your parents? What's that? What did your parents do or your father do or your mother do? Or well. That they moved yeah. around a lot. Were they trying to escape the law? Uh, maybe. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I'm actually kind of following the path that my father did where mm. he had a nice paying job and then started his own business. He now, well, he's retired now. Actually, they had a, they have a food truck during the, the temperate months that is out at the end of the patio that they were doing until recently. But, uh, yeah, so he, he had a nice job, started his own business, and then after that, he did that for like 20 years. So I guess I'm, I'm two years into a 20-year stint if uh, history is going to repeat itself hereditarily. Nice. Emily, well, my, if you're listening to this, <laughs> my, uh, my first brewery was in Southern California in Temecula. Mm. That was in 1999. Really? But interesting connection with the first beer you brewed. The guy that planted the first grapevines in Temecula, which is now a very thriving wine valley. It's it's similar to a Mediterranean kind of wine climate. But uh, there's like 60 wineries there now. I think there were 20 when I was there. But uh, that guy was Vincenzo Salerzo. Oh. The father of Vinny Salerzo. Was that a Corbell or whatever? No. It? No, it, w- it was Salerzo Wines. Oh, interesting. But, uh, he sold it. But anyway, so Vinny grew up on a winery, and Vinny's, you know, Russian River, the founder yeah. of Russian River. Oh, that's okay. I was thinking Vinny. Yeah, one okay. of the things that got me into craft beer was the Blind Pig in Temecula, and that was his first brewery. He kind of lost control of that brand with his partner, and he went up to Russian River and started that. And then he got Blind Pig back, and now he's making it again. Yeah, I think he actually just did the OG recipe relatively recently because I know it's different. Very cool. And and funnily enough, off mic, we were talking about Blind Pig down in Champaign. Oh, yeah. Where we went and uh, did a podcast once, and apparently it's up for sale now. So anybody wants a brewery? Honestly, it's a really good price. <laughs> That's a great pub. <laughs> pub it's very production. It's yeah. very dusty and English style. <laughs> so you would fit right in. I know. Uh, I think shame. they even have beer engines there. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I'm done with that. I'm done Fair. with work. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. So the other no, no. thing I wanted to say is we're brewing a Doppelbach tomorrow. Okay. So I've done a deep dive on Doppelbachs over the last couple of weeks, and you were talking about color. And there is a wide range of colors for Doppelbox. They can be like very light, almost golden, all the way to really dark. Mm. So it's, I, I don't know. I find it interesting. And now I'm going to have a Doppelbox, and I think I need a. Say it again, Phil. A sh- what? A beer stucken? Beer stucken? Beer stucken. Yeah, you're going to need that. B I E R S T A C H E L N. Thank you. <laughs> Your bar staff is going to hate you, yeah. but, you know. They already do. It's okay. Well, <laughs> I guess that's but, fair. Uh, of course, you could you could also introduce it as a form of torture because back in the old yeah, days, they the used to take people. a hot spike and ram it up your 
Oh, you know, really? Man. Oh. oh, yeah, that was part of the where torture. That was one of the tortures. Man, we're I know, dark. isn't it weird? But now we're putting it into beer, which is much more better. <laughs> yeah, it's much, much more, more better. better. Yeah. No, I think more go. better. That's very British of you. <laughs> more better, more better. Yeah, right. Um, be so I was going to ask you a question. You seem to have a lot of knowledge of some of the uh, things going on in, in England, right? Well, because Top I watched so much like Top Gear, and I... Honestly, it started affecting my dialect for a while. Uh, it was really crazy. I don't know what happened. Give, give us your best English accent. Oh, no, I will not. <laughs> on, on recording, because I'll butcher the hell out of it. Okay, we're going to take like a five-second pause Okay. whilst we get our final beer, and then I'm going to ask you some really deep-dive questions. Oh, boy. Oh, yes. I'm really like <laughs> Carry on drinking. Sorry. <laughs> again, again a, another great name for a film. Carry on drinking. Ken. Carry on drinking, Ken. Right. Told you it was quick. Okay. And in that quick five seconds, Matt shot to the bar. I sure did. It's very, very far away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he poured us our final sample here. Now, there, I would say there are other beers on offer, which is good, and we'll yeah. talk about those in just a second. But this one intrigued me because it is a porter that has adjuncts in it. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, Ken, you know how I love adjuncts in beers. I'm a bit of a purist, but I will say that some enhance the beer. Mm-hmm. This is called the Cookie Whisperer. And for some reason, you've decided to put, what is that first word? Roasty. Oh, roasty. Yeah, roasty. But also <laughs> vanilla and cookie. So tell us about the cookies. What what have you put in it? It's, it's an unfortunate story of amaretti flavoring. So it's the initial idea for this beer. I think porter was probably the wrong choice for what I what my initial vision was, which was oatmeal cream pie because I got some oatmeal cookie extract from Amaretti and some marshmallow extract and then some vanilla extract is like, you know, a buffer, um, which, you know, everyone's like, oh, vanilla is so expensive. You know, extracts are really expensive too. It's mm-hmm. sort of absurd and they're easier to work with and you don't have to mess with yield and all that fun stuff. But yeah, so it's really just kind of tastes like a cookie. And I think the roastiness and the sort of bitterness from the hops straight it away from the oatmeal cream pie thing absolutely 100 percent. tasting this i went into it thinking okay what's this gonna be yeah i quite like it (laughs) (laughs) because it has um i'm not certain if i can pick up too much roastiness in it that's good but it has that uh, now you said amaretti Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a flavor house. It's sort of synonymous oh, okay. with. Uh, I was thinking of amaretto. Okay, yeah, so I'm I thinking know, right? But but I'm tasting this, and there's almost a slight tartness to the vanilla. I can see that, and that to me brings this back as something that would be quite a nice finishing beer for an evening. And with the beer um, spike, I don't even the possibility. I'm not sticking nothing hot in yeah. this one, baby. <laughs> uh, I, I, Ken, I make a. Our license allows us to do kegged cocktails, so I make oh, a, okay a tequila seltzer. Oh, nice! It's unflavored. It's unflavored, but uh, we have like 20 different amaretti flavorings that people can choose from to flavor their tequila seltzer, and. It, mm. 
It's become like our fifth top selling beverage. Oh, I know I what you imagine. mean. That's the stuff they squirt into yep. Starbucks coffees and things like yeah. that. Oh, okay. So well, he had puree. So what? what I'm using is called it's called uh, beverage infusions, but it okay. mixes really well in the glass and a clean distribution. But mm. anyway, yeah, Amaretti. So, what do you think of this beer? Am I like way off base on that? Or? Well, it's cold. And I think when no. this yeah. comes up, it's going to get a little like the put malt it in your crotchal region. And yeah, sorry, it it's your, <laughs> I, just put the, it right in your Matt. Tits. You're taking us a whole different direction. <laughs> I'm telling you, Phil, your three Again. warmest spots: your pits and your crotch. That's so yeah, you want to warm true. it up fast, put it one of there. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so far, I have to say that you know, I, I'm not certain I would order this. No, but I have to say, I'm mean, really enjoying it. Thank you. I was surprised. Well, I do too. not say that lightly. No. <laughs> well, I wouldn't. Yeah, no. I, I can trust so, you more now that you, yeah. you say that. <laughs> now that you've talked about your crotch. So anyway. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so let's get some more it's personal warm. side of Matt. Okay. So Matt, uh, you said that Emily works behind the bar sometimes. Yeah. And everything because you've got two kids, so you've got a yep. family life. So mm-hmm. how do you balance running a small business that is obviously more oriented towards? The evening. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know where you close at nine or. F- yeah, nine to ten is typically our okay, cutoff. Okay, yeah, Kankakee rolls up everything. At <laughs> well, nine. honestly, we've got a bustling bar scene, but I, you know, it just once you get past ten, it brings in the wrong people. Right. And um, I don't think that there's really anything here for those people at that. I think at that point, you know, they're looking for the dollar drafts and the fireball shots. There you go. Which we don't have. We do have Underberg though. Oh. We have oh, underbird yeah. shots. Well, you always got to have that. Yeah, yeah, you always do. So how do you balance your home life and running the business mm-hmm. having two kids? Very careful. How old are they, by the way? Oh, you know, a really manageable three and five. Really oh, almost four. Oh, I don't know five. about that. Three. Oh, yeah. yeah. A manageable three. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, – it's, it's fine. They go to daycare during the day, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. And we can get done. Like, she can get – Stuff done at the house, and mm. she does all the payroll and staffing and things of that nature. And then I'm here either doing brewing or fixing something that's broken or doing the government regulatory nonsense <clears throat> that actually I finished right when you guys pulled up. Wow, you're early. It's only the. I know. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, I never want to wait until like the 13th because then I'll really forget. And mm. it's gotten easier, you know, as it goes on. But I, I guess just. Uh, being patient and um i'm kind of a busybody i never sit down it drives m crazy i'm always i'm up at five every morning and i like holy i don't know why i usually i try to get some sort of exercise in otherwise i'm like a real grouch and then yeah that's usually my day starts at five and it ends at 7 30 which is when the kids go down and then they play that game where they come out every five seconds and say, hey, I got to tell you something. And it's like, what are we going to have for breakfast tomorrow? I'm like, that's not important. Go back to sleep. And then they're up for like an hour and a half. So oh. we, we manage. You know, it's, it's a temporary thing, right? You know, yeah. like we're relatively young, mid-30s. So we figure by 45 we'll be, God, a decade so long. Yeah. But oh, let me tell you, yeah, I you get can. the other side of it, it ain't long. Days get shorter. <laughs> Good point. So, so what's, what's a Matt and Emily watching outside of when kids have gone to bed? What are you, are you talking about on? movie or Yeah, what are you watching things? on the TV? Right now we're watching The Morning Show on Apple TV. It's pretty good. I'm I like pretty that. Pretty pleased. Yeah, that's a good one. I started re-watching all the, uh, the Grand Tours that I only watched once. Oh. And, uh, I never got into it. 
It's fine. I mean, it's obviously more staged than top. It was. Yeah. It's more apparently staged than Top yeah, Gear. Right. Otherwise, you know, the, the typical like the Office is mainstay. Parks and Rec, Thirty Rock is on a rotation again. And then I, I recently, to M's dismay, I had a weird hair to download Steam on my computer. So now I'm playing a game called Fallout Three that I played fifteen years ago or whatever. <laughs> okay. yeah. And she's not happy about it. All right, so you're, you're watching a lot of stuff that uh, I would never watch, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, you Everyone used to, to ask his own. people what kind of music they listen that, to. Exactly where I was going there, Ken. Oh, Thank boy. you very much. I like well, I it. i got to say something every it's now and then. Nice having a sidekick. Yeah, right? It's, it helps keep you on track. <laughs> <laughs> so what are, you, yeah, what are you listening to? Oh, boy. I mean, I grew up listening to Punk and Ska. And that's still in rotation. Ooh, which are your favorites? Uh, I'm really into like I, I like Suicide Machines, No Effects, old school like Blink One Eighty Two. Old school to me is the Stranglers. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's, it's a it a, a sl- uh, that's really old school. Okay, because <laughs> I can't even when my without laughing, no, I'm my, like <laughs> lost because I don't. I Story about the Stranglers. So when I was living in England, I lived uh, close to Brighton, down okay. on the south coast, and. Uh, we went to the Brighton Dome. My first wife and I went to the Brighton Dome. She was English, and she was pregnant with my daughter. And we went to see the Stranglers. And I never, I, like every moment, she's, we're jumping up and down and all this oh, stuff. Boy, and I'm going, oh, my pleased. God, she's going to have the kid right here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't. She waited another month. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so Scar. Yeah, ska punk, but everything really. I listen to like really grimy gangster hip hop that I shouldn't have any business listening to. Um, I listen to Wilco kind of stuff, indie. Um, okay, I got fun fact. I think I've mentioned this before. My wife's cousin is married to the brother of the drummer in Wilco. Oh, Glenn Koche. Thank you very much. He's yeah. uh. So my my brush with greatness. I haven't met him, but. That's a funny connection because my my good friend from high school is the drum tech for Glenn. Oh, you He tours with him most of the year. Oh, I never wow. see him ever. Cool. There we go. Yeah, kind of fun. There we go. So, um, what are you going to be doing in the future? You know, obviously yeah. at this point, as we as we come to the end of 2023, there have been several breweries that have closed down in the craft beer industry yeah. in Illinois. There's been several breweries that have opened up. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, but. There seems to be a downturn at the moment. Uh, what's in the future for the knack? Oh, and by the way, you need to make a beer called My Sharona. We have the My Sharona vinyl All right. up there. Thank you. All right. There's a fun uh, – you ever heard the, the podcast, The Economics of Everyday Things? No. It's a WBEZ thing. It's kind of like okay. uh, Freakonomics. Okay. Uh, they actually did a whole episode about My Sharona and the sort of like the licensing involved with it and how much money they made over the years. And it's kind of interesting. Side cool. note. Sorry. Um, right. So, yeah. Uh, I think because we're so small, it's it's easy to stay a little bit more nimble. We don't have a whole hell of a lot of overhead. We have a really underserved community here. So we're really trying to – Get people excited about beer and, and interested in in sort of the semantics, you know, really clean glassware, you know, two style, no off flavors, none of that fun stuff. But we really want, because we're so river adjacent, I, I want to be on the river because, like I said, we're we it's very underutilized. It's really our only real sort of tourism resource here, other than maybe hunting, mm-hmm. and that's a about it when we came down here we came down route 113 and we yeah. have, we're passing every hunting number three hunting number oh four. yeah that's our or, state park or, yeah. yeah yeah 
Yeah, honestly, I'm think- surprised there's anything left to live. <laughs> In that slight part, but yeah. I know. If you look at it on a map, it's very Mm. small and concentrated, so it's just, it seems like people should be getting shot all over the place. But I guess they all wear orange, so it's easy to see. But yeah, we have a sort of a burgeoning tourism sort of organization that's that's helping with kind of raise up these businesses. And we really just kind of want to, we want to brew more, we want to brew better. Honestly, everything you've had, so like the Doppelbach was our second iteration. It's changed from everything's pretty much changing almost every batch and because we're small and we brew such a small amount you know we can do that and have make these little t- tweaks to make it better because you know it is like bill and ashley from Bierstadt always say like it's it's not a bunch of it's not one big thing it's just a bunch of little things that are gonna change your beer and make it better so we just want to make better beer we want to kind of embrace the community and help they embrace us and just have a cool spot for people to come and not feel weird about having mm. to come. We actually, we've had so many people that just come by themselves, you know, specifically females are just like, I feel like I can come here and like, I'm, everyone's always going to be cool and nice and mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about someone being a creep. Um, that's, a, that's a thing about breweries is they're, yeah. they're pretty safe places to go have mm-hmm. an alcoholic beverage. Yeah. And if they're not, you've, you've just read it on Google. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> it depends. Yeah. If you like the, the beer so much, you have so many of them, it's not that safe. But <laughs> Yeah, right. It depends. So collaborations might be in your future, oh, might yeah. not be. But I have a suggestion for you and Ken. You know the only other person I've collabed with is Pizer. Really? Oh, yeah. so it's <laughs> Eric Pizer over at... Flipside. Thank you. I was going to say flapjack. That's why I stopped. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it wasn't flapjack. So it is another I think, brewery, I, guess. I think there's one for you and Ken to do. Well, we're and I've on, got, I've we're got on, a minute. We're like on the Fox River, literally Route 47 in the Fox River. In a rural area. And I, and I yeah. have the perfect, sense. whatever you choose, I have the perfect name for it. The Fox is knackered. And if you don't know what being knackered means, oh, look it up because it's English for being tired out. And it sounds mm-hmm. like you guys are tired out after all oh, your no, efforts. Man. So it's the fox weird. is knackered. Everybody's going to want to know what it is. The TTB will probably be like, nope, that involves being no. yeah. drunk, not, in, not no, interesting. No, no, no. But I like it. Bollocks to the TTB. <laughs> So, uh, thank you so much yeah, absolutely. for coming in. On Were you doing something on a Monday anyway because you're closed? This is on the off week where I, I have no tank space available and oh. the lines are clean and it's relatively clean in here. So, I was just kind of <laughs> looking at which gaming PC I'm going to buy to play this stupid game that I started oh playing. Oh, my God. Again. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Matt, for coming in. Ken, as always, it's been a pleasure for you to add a certain je ne sais quoi to Love the it. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we had to pull a little time out of Fox Republic. To there you go. So uh, we have very little left in our glasses, I but I think not. we should be able to get a clang out of it. Yeah. It's good night from me. And good night from him. And good night, Matt. Cheers. Good night. Cheers.
Okay. Uh, I think we're going to sue him here, Ken, because my back getting into that damn chiller area and going down them stairs almost fell down. You know, you bumped your head a couple of times. My God, what sort of a business is he running? <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm so appreciative of my cooler. Yeah. Uh, he's got a kneeling cooler. Yeah, it's terrible. It's not terrible at work. Guys, it's still here, man. Oh, oh, sorry. Ooh. Okay. Oh. Oops. Let's have another beer, Matt. All right. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Britain Yankee! Britain Yankee! I'll have a pint, young. Go, give us a pint. You got any tetanus? A pint, please, Bob. Give me another pint. 